Let's go back. (laughs) We'll go back live. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. I think we got y'all. Thank y'all. All right. Thank y'all for hanging in there. (laughs) All right. Thank you for hanging in there. Now I I got okay. Hey, I can I I just gotta say something, you know, even though we're having technical difficulties, direct eye contact gets total points for just you know being the most hilarious comment in the in the comment section right now. (laughs) Right. Hey man, you sure you didn't put a, a piece of your car in your audio setup somewhere? Did you bring a radio over or something? Hey, I don't know. Yeah. Hey, hey, look, I got so much stuff around here. It's suspicious. Vance is like, let me upgrade my system with the, these yeah. car these car parts that I have. Hey, look here. I don't know what you brought back from Missouri, but I hope it wasn't a bug. <laughs> Right. Well, okay. Well, so epic. Starting over. <laughs> we had all this discussion about games we've been playing, and you know, we we'll just continue on like nothing ever happened. <laughs> right. All right. Cool. All right. So let's just get into the topic. All right. Physical. Let's just getting. Let's get all right. Physical. What's the name of the What's the name of the show? Let's get physical. Let's get physical. Okay. Yeah, so this. That's right. So the title <laughs> derives from the fact of total like, clickbait. Jaime and I were at Starbucks. We we're talking about some show ideas, and we started talking about you know how I wanted to like uh, what was it? What was it? Dead Space. Dead Space. You wanted to, the, me to play Dead Space, but that's right. Unlike in the past, you didn't have the physical version to loan me. Yeah. I mean, for anybody who's been listening to this show, I've been like a proponent of always buying physical games, kind of until Call of Duty kind of screwed me a little bit. And then, you know, I started buying my last three games that I've bought has been Dead Space, Resident Evil 4, and that uh, Mega Man Zero. And all of them have had, they have all been digital. And Tony's right. We were at Starbucks and I think we we're just coming up with ideas. And I said, Hey, you haven't played Dead Space yet. I was like, oh, you want to play it? Oh, wait, you know, I don't have it. I have it digital. I can't loan it to you. So anyway, the conversation just was like, you know, we never really like really talked about, okay, physical versus digital. But now we have also another way to maybe interact with people who are listening or following us on the Discord. We're trying to just get, you know, the thoughts here from the people in in the community plus, plus our thoughts on this. Well, my thoughts was for forever, I only wanted to buy physical. And then we would always ha- have that friend that would buy the game digitally and be playing it. And you'd be like, hey, are you playing that game? The new Call of Duty usually or something. He's like, yeah, you should, you should buy it and just get in here and join up. And so after a few times of being in that scenario, I just like, you know, hey, I'm just going to buy digital. It's just easier. One click of the buy button and hit the download and then you're ready to go. So that was me for a long time. But here recently I've gotten back into, Hey, buying physical so I could share the game. And I think it's because the games are so expensive now that nobody else is playing this game. uh, A lot of the same game as you are because, Oh, I'm going to wait, you know, I'm going to wait to buy that game. So, well, if I buy it physically, I can just give it to my buddy and, and he can play it. And then if he buys a different game, Yes. He can loan it to me. Old school. So, yeah. and there was a few of us at work that were doing that. And it was like, it was working great. So, actually, actually, let me, let me pause you there. You had a buddy at work who, who he was going to let you play his copy of Dead Space. If you let him play something, did you ever get a copy of that Dead Space? 
No, because you loaned it to somebody else, that bum. There, there you <laughs> go. So, so that's the right cycle to me. That's the best cycle, right? More people get to play more games. So, unfortunately, when I'm finished with the yeah. Red Dead. I'm not Red Dead. When I'm the Resident Evil. I'm going to loan it out to some other people, and then we can talk about it. So here recently, with only buying digital, unless uh, those people were also buying the game, which is like a mainstream game or something like that, if you were playing something not mainstream, then people weren't buying the game at full price, and you've already moved on to something else, you know? So it's nice being able to have that game to hand off. And also, so I was digging through the closet the other day, I came across a big stack of GameCube games. So, you know, I was going to Kansas City. I'm like, you know what? It'd be nice to have a little extra spending money. So I contacted a couple of friends that do their own, like, uh, gaming collections. And they also resell on eBay and stuff. I took the pictures of the games. And I said, how much are you give me for these games? So I had two guys come over to the house. And for, like, five GameCube games I put out, they paid me, like, 140 bucks. For the games, I'm like score. Exactly right. That's right? that's that's win win. Just don't take them to GameStop though. But oh no, but, I wasn't gonna do that. <laughs> I could one. My choices were my choices were either put it up on my own eBay site, which I don't technically have, and it would have been a lot more hassle. But I know two guys that that do it for extra money anyway. One of the games was uh, Beyond Good and Evil. I don't I don't know if you remember that game. Yeah, that wasn't that. I do remember Beyond Good and Evil. I do. Right. Yeah. So I, when I put, posted that picture up on the on the uh, the message board, the one guy was like, ooh, you know, he was all excited. So he he's like, I'll give you $60 for it right now. Oh, that's the one that had the, the, the character that was like a hog. Yeah. Yeah, of so, course yeah, I remember so that. They came over, then the other two guys like, you know, negotiated back and forth on who was going to get what. And, uh, and I... I got extra money to take on my trip for, for games that I wasn't playing. I, I don't technically collect games. I, I, like, I like to have them, but I'm not a collector per se. But he was like a collector of GameCube games. So he was eager to, to get one. So, And then now, they're like, do you have any more? And I'm like, no, I don't think so. I think that's it. And then they left. And then I'm like, oh, let me go look at my closet. Oh, guess what? I found another stack of GameCube games. Funny. Now, yeah, now. I mean, but just what a like a direct eye contact is saying is like, um, like Modern Warfare Two, like a hard copy of that, like it's hard to find. Like I've been to GameStop, I think I had to go to like a mom and pop on like game store like to find them, <clears throat> and it's crazy because if you want what's that Black Ops Four, like I think in store <laughs> they have like seventeen dollars or something like that used, but if you bought it digitally from PlayStation, they still want sixty dollars for it. Yeah, and that's exactly. Black Ops Four, and I'm but, like, but but Vance, that's actually the point I've always made, and that's the reason why I've always, you know, up until my last three games, I always said physical is better because it's cheaper. Yeah, that's always been my argument. Now, I I do I do agree with the with the comment that you no, know, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two is kind of not as easy to find now. Which, by the way, I think part in part of that it might be because. The actual, and I said this before, the actual game disc is a lie. It's a game disc that still has to like download the whole digital copy. They just gave you the disc to actually enable you the ability to play it. If you right. have like, if you have no online connect, I mean, well, I put up a poll on the Discord. Uh, 
and I asked actually, actually a lot of people that I know, hey, what's your story? Do you go digital? Do you go physical? I mean, direct eye contact said, you know, their, their son does physical. What do you think the spread is? You know, just just give me give me what your guesstimate would be between physical. Um, I would say 60, 40 with 60 going toward physical. To me, I was really surprised that the numbers that I got were close to 50-50. Now, I did go out and talk to somebody who owns a PlayStation 5 that was only the digital version. And I was asking him, like, hey, you know, in hindsight, do you think you would have gotten the, the one for, with the disc? Too? He's like, totally. I got this one because I, it was the only one I could get. You know, supply was short, you know. And he's like, yeah, in hindsight, nah, I, I like the discs. I like to have the, I like having something I can hold on to, throw it in my closet, sell it in like to a couple of random guys for 140 bucks. Right. So, yeah, oh, and- I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, my youngest, he has PlayStation 5 digital. And like, you know, like, because before when he started playing, he was playing everything digital, like Rocket League, Fortnite, whatever like that. But now he's more into the Call of Duties and he likes, you know, Black Ops 4. That's just like that's his thing. But it's like so I had to, <laughs> I had to spend real money. And, yeah. it, and and like it made me upset because I don't know if you all remember, but like what, maybe two, three months ago, Call of Duty uh, Black Ops 4 was free was yeah. one of the free games, you know, and I was like, man, I should have got it for you earlier, whatever like that. But <laughs> but here's here's some of the comments that, that people are saying, right? Games are like book to me, so I like having a physical copy of the games I love. I only buy sports games on digital, like 2K or MLB. And I think that's that's kind of like your 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 area, Vance. Um, uh, somebody else gave us some feedback saying, I'm old school. I definitely buy physical. If I'm paying 60 60 plus bucks for a game i should be able to have it in hand especially if it's a collector edition now if you're getting a collector edition then there's no way around it you're gonna have to get it a physical um and or, or if you want to get like a steel case yeah absolutely but i was just surprised that it was so 50 50 i mean i'm i'm a physical 100 of the way guy the only reason why i started buying digital in my most recent games is because my son is at the age where he's he's playing and I don't I, I, I like like people are saying I value my discs. I I don't let my son touch them because you know what he's gonna do? He's gonna get the fingerprint on them, right? He's just gonna grab it and be like, Wah. um I put I, I put Sonic Frontiers on it on the PlayStation. He can play as long as he wants. But then if I started playing Call of Duty or something, and then I'm at work, he comes back from school and he wants to play, he can't or attempts to, you know, fidget around with that. So I said, okay, I'm in a cave. I'm going to get these games digital so that I can play whenever I want without having to take his games out of the console. In hindsight, I, I, I'm going back to just physical. It's, you know, my son can wait. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was going to pick up the new Star Wars, but there's been so many complaints about the performance and all the glitches and stuff. That, that happens on physical on, games too. On physical. I want to get it on physical. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's why I was like, I wasn't in as much of a rush when I saw all the reviews coming out uh, complaining about the performance and the day one performance. But I am getting that game, but it will be physical. I've decided that I'm going back to all physical discs too, just because one, you know, you have them, uh, right, and you can resell them later, and, right, and they look good on the shelf. 
Well, you know, I went back to Mexico about a year ago. And when I was there, I have I found a bunch of my old PlayStation 2 games and I and I'm I'm picking them up, right? I'm like, hey, Silent Hill, Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy C, whatever. And I told you, I I specifically remember sending you a picture of this. That I grabbed my Final Fantasy VIII. It was Final Fantasy VIII. And it was four four CDs, if you remember the old PlayStation days. And so I opened it up. You know, it's like it looks like like a box with like quad CDs. All right, first side, disc one, disc two, they're there, pristine condition. Open up the back side, disc three is missing. What am I gonna do now with that? With that? <laughs> and I'm sure it's my cousin who must have came and visited one time and took it. I just can't prove it. Yeah, you know, I know somebody else that walks off with games. Are you going to say me? <laughs> On this podcast. <laughs> the game used to rotate. Ultimately, it rotated to my hands, and I forgot I had it. Man, y'all, every time we rotated the Jaime, we will never see the rotation Yeah, we never see it again. <laughs> you know, in a nutshell, honestly, if you think about it, I personally think that retailers, and this is kind of by information I've seen from other other commentators in, in the industry, um, I think the 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 Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo to some extent, they're honestly would they would love the market to go and be digital only, and it's because of how much money they get on a physical game, and this is I had to look this up. On a $60 game, Sony gets roughly around $12 on, on, a, on, a, on a physical sell. On a digital, they get $18 on a $60 game. So for every game that they sell digital versus physical, it's six incremental dollars that they'll get. That'll add up. If they you know, flooded the market with the digital-only consoles, for example, and had like very limited physicals, then people are going to be buying a bunch of these, these consoles where they have to buy only digital games. It's extra money in their pockets. You could argue, too, that you know, you're, they also save money or somebody's saving money because they don't have to ship the discs. They don't have to hit, keep inventory. They don't actually have to spend money on the disc itself. But... Bottom line is Microsoft, Sony, Nintendo get more money on a digital sell than they do on a physical. I think if if left to their if left to you know their own interest, they try to force the market into a digital digital only era. No, oh, yeah, this is the new thing now. With uh, I think you can counter it with the Call of Duty. This most recent Call of Duty was like. The game's not even on the disc. I know. I am still upset about that, man. I am still <laughs> upset about it. Like, right, like, like that's that's so that was that was shady. Right. Over like, you know, like you you know how you go in store and you got like a bigger item and they give you like that little paper to take to the cashier to buy it. Like that's what it is. Right here. You take this home and you put it in and then we'll contact you later for the game. Right, right. Yeah, that yeah. that's a new thing. There was some other game that did that too here recently. I can't remember which one it was. But that's like you're just giving me an empty cartridge, <laughs> or not a cartridge, a disc, disc case. That, that's yeah. how I felt for with Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two. So anybody yeah. who bought it physical, you know, go get the digital. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> might as well just buy a digital at that. Point. Exactly. I mean, why? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's the kind I mean, of thing you have to watch out for now. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't know until you actually have it. All right, right, right. All right, so online killed game development. Interesting Hello, com- comment here from uh, Direct Eye Contact. I mean, hey, I'd like to share my thoughts with some of you uh, about this. Yeah, listen, you can you can hit us up on the on the Discord. You know, we're also trying to monitor the comments here, and I know it's hard to get all the ideas across. So, I mean, just look at uh, kind of what uh, Direct Eye Contact is getting into is all the broken games that are releasing that are not ready for prime time right um like, cyberpunk anybody yeah cyberpunk uh assassin's tonight, creed been, unity uh i don't know if you've been keeping up we're kind of getting into the news portion here but you know redfall from arcane drops tonight on game pass so if you have game pass you know you can check out the uh, redfall oh there you go uh, but it has been getting a lot a lot of hate for just how I don't know, broken, but from uh, early reviews and stuff that, you know, all the glitches, how yeah, yeah, how ugly it looks. Um, no, I mean, honestly, I think direct eye contact, if this is where his, his comment is going, he's got a point. You know, developers can keep release dates fully knowing that there's like a day one patch, right? That, you know, they, they, they say, okay, let's, 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 send these games to print right, or burn or whatever. And they still got like three or four weeks to continue doing development and do like a day one patch. I mean, and there's day one patches that are ridiculous now, right? Much more than what an actual download for a full game or something else would be. It's kind of a, something you see a lot in the live service games. You could see that with like, I think uh, Halo got a lot of criticism for how they were doing it. Now you're starting to see it in like standalone games that should be standalone. They're, just, they're not supposed to be live service. You know, it's they they were so in a rush to hit their timetables and get right. the game out the door that uh, that game development uh, is is just taking shortcuts. Well, I mean, and also I'm a fighting game player myself. When Street Fighter Five was released in 2016. I honestly, it, if if you go back and and see kind of how the game was just universally disliked when it first launched, it's because everyone said this feels like an unfinished product. It didn't have like a decent arcade mode. The netcode was eh, iffy, and there was like a lot of things that they started releasing little by little uh, as downloads. And I think what brushed that game is that they were trying to make the big tournament series that. Capcom organizes, I think it's the Capcom Cup. And and they needed the game out, right? They because that was going to be their 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 main title because they were trying to roll out Street Fighter 4. So yeah, I mean, even for fighting games that technically in the past uh you would get a fighting game, everything was there until you added a new character. Well, no, not anymore. <laughs> 2023 is starting to like, you know, we when we were talking about the beginning of the year how it was going to be like this big epic year for games. Mm-hmm. Like, because you just saw the big list of, oh man, Star Wars and uh, Resident Evil and Suicide uh, Squad. Suicide Squad and, and, and Diablo. And just the list went on and on and on. But now, a few of the, the releases that we've seen so far this year have just have been very poorly implemented. And it's kind of starting to drag the whole industry down like everybody's just getting so cynical with uh how games are being developed now it's it's 
instead of being an epic year, it's going to be an epic year of colossal, just disappointment. Oh, there's, 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 there's a lot of that, right? But so honestly, we go back to the old Nintendo days, the old Sega Genesis days, Super Nintendo. Um, what was it? Nintendo 64. Even GameCube, man. Everything was contained on a disc or in a cartridge. Everything had to work. I mean, there were bugs that were out there in, in the field, and you know now they're exploited because it's like, oh, can you believe that they did this? But their quality, right? Game testers, everyone had to get their act straight. I mean, the games weren't as massive as they are today, but at the same time, I think people wanted to put out a finished product because just knowing that you can't touch it again, right? Unless you re-release the whole cartridge. That was it. You had to get it right. And now, I mean, direct eye contact makes a good point. Now people are like, eh, we'll fix it later. I that's that's true. <laughs> and it's funny because I think the only industry that works in is gaming. Because if you think of any other industry, no, if I put yeah. out a half product or unfinished product, man, look here, that's like somebody giving you three wheels to a car and say, hey, man, the fourth one coming soon. What? Right. <laughs> like, bro, right, you don't right. need my fourth wheel. Yeah, but you're right. It only works in the gaming <laughs> industry, for sure. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we haven't really held them accountable for it. Like, Correct. You know, I mean, we keep buying the games. Right. I mean, just like Redfall. Redfall already has, like, I think some type of, like, DLC or some, uh, like, pack that you can buy with it. I'm like, already? <laughs> like, either, <laughs> really? Already? So, if I don't have a game pass and I want something else, I got to spend $60. And then, if I want, you know, whatever else, I got to spend another 30 right, I mean, there's a it, game pass. Go ahead. No, no, go, 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 go. No, I'm going to end up taking the conversation in a different direction. Oh, I was so actually going to reel it back in. So let's, let's go in a different, co- in a different side. No, I was just going to talk about like <laughs> uh, what they call uh, the game pass effect of, you know, game development. And it's just like, because, you know, they're trying to get content, new content out there as quickly as they can to justify the subscription. Um, does that add just another layer of games not being finished? And, and, yeah. and, because that's, that's, oh we got we got to get it out the door you know people are waiting to justify their subscriptions you know and yep so let's let's reel it back in having having exposed some some ideas on the subject I will personally continue doing physical as much as I can unless it's a scenario where I can't get this game anymore like the game that I downloaded for that was a Game Boy Advance game I mean I will I wouldn't be able to play it any other way. But if if I have my choice, you know, personally, I'm doing, you know, the the let's get physical dance and buying an actual case with the game. Yeah. And, and here's I mean, a good example. Here's a good example, Tony. You just said you you were able to sell some old GameCube games. I have a neighbor right across the street who also games, and you know, he his he came out one day and said, "Hey, man, I have a Rock Band Four with the drum set, with the keyboard, with the guitar, for PlayStation 4, it all works. Do you know somebody who who wants it because I don't want to throw it away? I mean, even him, he knows that this can be worth something for somebody. And, he, you know, he's not trying to sell it. He's just saying, do you want it? What's crazy for this is for anybody who's listening or watching us right now, 
I, I couldn't, it, 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 it took me a, a couple of days to find somebody who would actually be like, yeah, I'll take it. Cause Tony and Vance didn't want it. <laughs> I did actually find somebody, a, a coworker who said, Oh, absolutely. You know, like the kids will love this game. And that's true. That, that is like a kid's game. Yeah. Yeah. It goes just better. Yeah, and plus too, like, like I mean, like just like somebody said, it's like the only games that I'm about digital are the ones that I mean, like I know I'm going to grind. So let's say with the battle pass of Call of Duty, well, you know you got to play it, you know you got to grind it. So like, I probably won't be lending that one out because like, then you know what time I gonna have to grind. You don't know how per- how long this person's gonna keep it. You don't know, you know if you gonna get the, <laughs> the game back. The dark side of uh, uh, loaning you know? games out. You might never see that game again. <laughs> right. So so yeah. So I mean, like so if you know, like buying something like Redfall or something like that. Well, that's 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 coming on Game Pass. But if I did buy it physical, then yeah, you know, that's something I probably lend out whatever. Because I'm like, yeah, you know, if I don't get that back, whatever. But you know, we're talking about games like two like two K MLB. Where you're spending real money to get your player up in real time, me nah, nah, mm, That's physical. I mean, that's digital. That's staying with me. That's not going nowhere. And then a lot of sports games. Once the next one comes out, like that seventy dollar game drops down to like twenty. You know, yeah. so it's like so you but, you got to beat it like that week and then give it right back if you're going to you, trade it. But in. you know what's not true? Call of Duty still holds its price even today. If I go back and get try to get uh, uh, Vanguard, it's still like in the upper you know fifties, right? Mm-hmm. They, that still holds up. But NBA two K, I mean, we were just talking that today you can get can get the the digital version of the game for ten bucks for PlayStation four or thirteen bucks for PlayStation five. And I mm-hmm. asked somebody, Vance, I didn't ask you, but I, I asked somebody like, why do you think this happened? He's like. Because the season is about to be over, so once once the actual season's over, you got a couple good more months to play, and then boom, two K twenty four. Yes, because I, I believe uh, one of the guys I was uh, playing with, he said like in the next couple of weeks you're going to start getting the talks about you know two K twenty four. That's exactly I mean, what what my friend yeah, was saying. It too. comes out like late August, early September, so that's only mm-hmm. what three four months away. So yeah. yeah, so everybody's trying to make that push to get the last. So, so get as many sales seems as you like can. The next right NBA now. game is coming out. Yeah, just like around the corner. Year. It always seems like it's just around the corner. That yeah. and FIFA <laughs> and Madden. Yeah, I about to say Madden too. Madden drops before 2K, and then what's crazy is nothing transfers over. Not your player, not your money, nothing. So it's like every year, like 2K players are pretty much like putting in this time and money, only to do it again every year. Like you, like there's literally nothing that you take over, not your record, nothing. You just got bragging rights of you used to be good, <laughs> you know. Like now you gotta <laughs> get good all over again. Like yeah, you know. But I mean, at least with Call of Duty, your car points roll over. <laughs> that was a cool topic. So let's roll yeah. on to some news items that we were talking about. Before we do that, I got fan mail. Oh yeah. Hey. I got fan mail from somebody that who actually reached out and said, hey, I'm actually going to read this verbatim, but I'm just going to put this into context. If you guys remember, I had been talking up and hyping up Dying Light 2 for like a long time. I played that game for a really, really long time. And somebody reached out and said, hey, by the way, Jaime, Dying Light 2 has really surpassed my expectations. I'm sorry I ever judged it in a negative light. 
I'm thankful that you were able to, to, you know, convince me to try to give it a shot. And now this is the only game I play even over Resident Evil 4. So, Dying Light 2, great game. Check it out. Fan base approved. Awesome. Hey, nice. <clears throat> nice. And then another thing, too, that Direct said, um, as far as uh, virtual, yeah. downside about that is, like he said, he said, they can ban your online account. And then, you know, like the service may go down. And then it's like, that's it. Right. I mean, and that's the interesting point. It, it, no, that's a, that's a great point because unless unless it's actually on your hard drive, um, you would lose it technically. Remember uh, about a year ago, oh, maybe my memory is wrong. Sony tried to shut down the servers where people who had copies of like PlayStation, the original PlayStation games, and maybe some older, maybe. I can't remember if that's the case, but I know for sure PlayStation portable games where you wouldn't be able to re-download them again. And, and you know, the player base complained about it because there's a lot of people who might not be playing them, but it's still like, hey, I have access to this library, right? So there is that risk. Well, let me tell you, a couple of years ago, I don't know if, uh, if our viewers remember the Nashville bombing that happened on, was it New Year's Absolutely. Day? Absolutely. Christmas it Day. left Day. me without bombing. internet for days. Uh, it took out the internet for the entire area, for like the entire mid-state area. Messed uh, me up. Yeah. So if you wanted to play a game and you require and you needed to have online access, you couldn't play. Mm-hmm. Vance, I think that happened to you on the Xbox, right? Yep. Um, do you couldn't do anything for like days. And I think I was teasing you because uh, I was playing – on the PlayStation on my physical game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hey, right. That's hey, I, I would have never thought that somebody was gonna make a, an argument to say, well, if the comms tower gets bombed, you can still play physical games. <laughs> right. So we lived through it. <laughs> right. But 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 it's hard to top that comment. All right, so moving on to the news section. <laughs> Mario Brothers, gentlemen. I remember sitting here a couple of weeks ago and making a forecast saying this movie is going to top the $1 billion mark. Here we are today. And guess what? It did pass the $1 billion mark globally, of course. I said it before, and I think I'll say it again because I'm the one who first said this term. I think the SMCU is the real possibility if they make a sequel and it lands high dollars again. And, and you know, Tony had to ask me earlier, what's the SMCU? Mm-hmm. I was like, it's a Super Mario Cinematic Universe. <laughs> um, so I think it's a possibility. I mean, they've already introduced <laughs> different, <laughs> different uh, universes, worlds. I think it could happen. And I think we could eventually see an actual Smash Brothers movie. Happened. I mean, they already got a. You know, oh, it's definitely coming. It's it's coming, it's right? Definitely coming. I mean, right. they just made a billion dollars. I mean, they were make they made what three, uh, two Sonic movies, and that movie didn't maybe hit two hundred million. Yeah, and and it was a hit. You know, in the gaming, <laughs> they, and, and, everybody and, was like, "That's that's a huge hit in the video game uh, space for as far as movies go." And then now you have a one that's making a billion dollars, right? And Tony, didn't you make this this comment just be, uh, in a in a conversation like, "Has Disney Disney make met its match or something like that?" Yeah, 
Because right. Disney was like reigning supreme in this in this genre of filmmaking. And they haven't put out anything that's been as massive in the last couple of years. Well, they put out movie after movie that's just been caught up in some sort of controversy. Right. Right. Getting banned in countries around the world or, you know, people are just boycotting uh, their movies outright. They can't just put out a family movie anymore. They got to have some sort of message that they're trying to. Right, right. You know, and, and, and and that was the thing with, in with Mario. It. it it had nothing like that. It was it was a fun movie. It was just you know stick to the basics and a bunch of cameos and references to old games, which we got. My son never will get. Sonic is uh Sonic is at like the seven hundred million mark. So I think when Sonic three dropped. All three wait, combined. Gonna wait, be- wait, wait. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, the two movies combined? Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Two movies combined are at seven. 700. All right. Now, I will... I will. Um, I think I, I'm with you. Once the third movie drops, because I think they've already said there will be a third one, it might catch up to this one movie. Well, I mean, like, the reason what direct... The reason why I feel like the Smash Brothers, why, like, it needs a story, because, I mean, like, you just have characters fighting... And everybody loves a good story about what you're fighting for. And I think as long as they come up with a good story of what the characters are fighting for. And I mean, I'm pretty sure they're going to split them up into teams, you know, like, like, you know, good versus bad. Like, uh, uh, what's that one movie? Best of the best. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you got, like, all the, oh yeah. I remember that one. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Tommy, best of the best. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, you know, best of the best. I mean, man. Yeah. You know, what's, what's, uh, Luigi's going to drop his ice cream and Mario's going to pick, give him his. Hey, Luigi, I got you. you know I got right? you. I got you. You know what I'm saying? But together, you know, like, right. yeah, as long as they come up with a good story of what the two, you know, sides are fighting for, you're going to people that's going to love the villains. You're going to people that's loving, uh, you know, the heroes. And believe you me, Bowser wants Mario for peaches. I'm telling you, he's going to fight for her. Hey, you know what I'm hey here's, here's something that I, uh, I, I was, I was the only one who got this joke in my family. When you see the 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 first Sonic movie, there there's like a couple of references that he can you know go to different universes, and he keeps on. There's this recurring gag that he says, "Oh, uh, I can go to this world of mushrooms, obviously the Mushroom Kingdom," but he's like, "Who would ever want to go there?" Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's our next news item? All right, Xbox or Microsoft gets blocked by the CMA, CMA not to be confused by the Country Music Awards, but it's actually the Competition and Markets Authority in the UK for the Activision merger. Tony, thoughts? I think Vance can attest to this, that my stance on it has been that it was going to get blocked. Just because I, it's Microsoft and, they, and they're and they in their anti-competition. They, was, they just want to control everything. They want to use their... Their big pool of money that they have to take over the market and and just bully everybody. Well, 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 well. Growth by acquisition is standard in industry. They're not the only ones doing it, and you know sometimes they do get blocked. But I I said that in this scenario, they could make some arguments that could persuade some courts, at least in America, to be like, okay, I can see where this benefits the consumer. But the UK obviously said, uh, uh-uh. uh. Not here, mate. Right. And I was telling Vance this the other day that it's 
not about like the argument has been like centered around Sony in relationship to uh, Microsoft, right? Oh, Sony doesn't want this. Uh, so that's why CMA is blocking it. And we actually have done an episode saying where we asked the question, is Microsoft the underdog in the video game industry, right? And I, was, and I think our answer was, yes, it was the underdog. <laughs> so, so why can't this happen? Why can't this merger happen with Activision, right? If we, we on this show said that Microsoft is the underdog when it comes to the video, uh, video game space, well, it's because it's not about Sony. As, as far as this block uh, block merger in the UK, it's about somebody else wanting to get into the space and and have competition because the uh, the FTC and the CMA have both said that uh, they they've looked at it from like the AAA developers or a limited resource and that in order to get into the space, uh, you would need to have you know spend billions of dollars or millions of dollars to create studios and uh, to get up and running. So what Microsoft is doing is trying to control the input to the gaming, the subscription based gaming or whatever. So if you want to, you know, get into that space, well, Microsoft controls all the AAA studios developing all the big games. So how can you compete in a subscription based service or a, network service if the games that you need come from Microsoft because if you're a subscriber if you're looking to get into you know to to subscribe to a game as a customer or a service as a customer and you say well I like Call of Duty but Call of Duty is not available on your service then because Microsoft controls it all but I would I would I would counter this though Microsoft has not been idle in this topic and they've actually come out and said we will do an agreement to put out these titles on these platforms for the next foreseeable 10 years and dude that 10 years that's like a next generation we're going to be talking playstation 6 at this moment mm-hmm. uh, or in and xbox 2 or whatever whatever however they decide to brand their new console and they've said that for a couple couple of, the, of their franchises not all of them for sure I mean, so they're not trying to close the market. At worst, what I think they could do, which they have done this in the past, is that they can release content that's ex- that's timed exclusive for Xbox. I mean, remember uh, one of the Th- Tomb Raider games came out on the Xbox for a whole mm-hmm. year before their, it ever dropped that, in PlayStation. That would be their I, prerogative, too. They could obviously... I, w- I even forgot yeah, that, that that game had come out right whenever it was actually mm-hmm. on the PlayStation. But the thing is, is that it's still released on consoles. They could do time stuff like that. Like, hey, you know, this DLC pack is only available on Xbox for the first four weeks, and then it'll be global, etc. They could do stuff like that, but they still, as long as they don't close it to a player base, I think that, you know, People could go towards and be like, "Okay, you're not you're not closing the market." And that topic came up recently. Some information came out on what you're talking about is in those ten year agreements that Microsoft was wanting 100 percent of the profit for any game sold on another platform. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. like that's not the standard for the yeah. industry. It's like there's usually like a 30 percent cut that goes to 
the platform holder. So if Sony wanted to have Call of Duty on Sony, traditionally Sony would give, give a percentage of the sale, right? Because you're selling it on PlayStation. Yeah. Well, in these agreements that Microsoft signed with these other corporations, I don't know why they would even uh, uh, consider signing them. Microsoft would get 100% of the sales. So why would you even get into an agreement like that? That's not going to benefit you as a platform holder at all, other than to say, oh, we got Call of Duty on a service, but we're not making any money off of it because Microsoft requires that we hand them over all the money. Hey, what's going on, Clutch? I still think that they are going to be, I I think right here, Direct eye contact actually makes a good point, and this is kind of where I was going to be. Sony's just looking out and saying, "If if no, you can't do this because it hurts me as a company." But yeah, yeah. I mean, Sony should say that if your yeah. competition is doing that to you, they they their CEO is responsible for his own company to defend his position. I would expect him to say that, and that is like again, I'm saying that the CMA is not defending Sony. The CMA no. is defending the next company that doesn't exist yet that wants to get into or the space. Wants to do to yeah. Yeah. That's who they're defending. They're defending competition that doesn't exist and that competition is not going to exist because Microsoft has built such a position that you're going to look at it and say there's no way we can make money in this in this space. So we're not going to get in that space. That's what they're defending. So it's not Sony. Sony is fine. Sony can do whatever they want. They're the big boy in the market. We've already said this. Microsoft is the underdog. But in this merger, is anti-competitive because of the, of the company that doesn't exist yet. That's why it's getting blocked by the CMA. And that's why they're getting sued by the FTC. Well, let's. I mean, let's see what happens in, in at least here because if it gets blocked in the UK, right? Is that an indication that it's going to be blocked here in 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 Nam, North America? Not necessarily. Exactly. Exactly. Right. But it, it's it's going to it, like we said, it's going to give the FTC a stronger case, probably because they're already suing. They're yeah, already they, suing. They were the ones that first sued. Yeah. FTC mm-hmm. brought their suit first. And then the yeah. CMA took up their position, um, reviewed it, and then unlike the FTC that has to go through a judge, the CMA was able to make their own decision. Right. And they decided to block it. Like you said, they could that doesn't necessarily stop the merger, right? They could still merge, but in, in regards to the UK, they'll just have to spin off a different division. Exactly. Right. Right. Yep. Okay. Next topic here for debate. We talked about the PSVR 2 a couple episodes ago. And at the time when we were talking about it, Vance, I think you threw out a number saying roughly around 250,000 units sold. Here we are about two or three weeks after the fact. Estimates are 270,000 units sold. Initial initial uh, production estimates for, from Sony said that they were going to be producing about 2 million units and selling 2 million units. I would. 
then, no, actually, Sony Sony caught up to the fact that you know people weren't being too receptive even before they released it and said, "Hey, what? Let's drop our estimates to one million. And now their actual numbers are in a quarter of that. The yeah, question yeah, here yeah, is: high. Is PSVR two dead at that price point? Okay, drop the price. Would you still buy it? Are developers going to put out games for it? Uh, it's tougher to say because uh, in the game industry, I think a lot of people are are a lot of people out here talking are VR PC, <laughs> not really VR console. Because you know, like if you, if you're doing something like that, then I mean, like because I mean, I remember when the what's that? I guess uh, the Oculus dropped. And it was a buzz, it was a buzz, and now it was like I don't really hear nobody talking about it. But I do hear, you know, people are, you know, building PCs and like as they call them rigs and stuff to be able to VR on the PC. Mm-hmm. But I mean, as far as consoles, like, yeah, yeah. My thoughts is PSVR two is unless Sony does something to, I mean, what's the price point on it right now? Four hundred and fifty, five hundred bucks. Yeah, it's up. I there. mean, as I mean, as much as an actual gaming console that you can't do anything without the gaming console, you know what? It's dead. Get yourself one when it's, you know, when Walmart's trying to get rid of stock and they're selling it for like 150 bucks, keep it in the box, make it a collector's item. I don't think any any publisher, I mean, Sony doesn't have enough IP to put out, you know, their first party games to, to keep this alive. Well, I mean, that's the problem. There's no system sellers. Like, Right. I mean, if there's only 270,000 units and you put out a game, you can at max only sell 270,000 units. Which we already know that's not going to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, had a good run for a month, a week, but I think it's gone. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Sony doesn't, they will ax it. For sure, just like they've done with other stuff. And and what's up, Vance? I see I see you laughing back there. Yeah, because my youngest, he said he has to watch a lot of ads, and I told him, I said, "Thank you, thank you, sir, for your continued support." (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! But I read it, you know, you know, like in the way he was saying, you know, like I gotta watch a ass. (laughs) Like, yeah, man, thank you, thank you. What's the new? What's the next news item? The last, the last news of is, is this going to now open up the conversation? We Sony just launched this PSVR two. Sony, there's a lot of room. The rumor mill is strong right now, saying that they're going to launch a new type type of handheld system called maybe codenamed right now the Q Lite, which is not necessarily like a next PSP. Uh, portable console, but maybe something that uh, opens up remote play for your gaming console. Um, thoughts: Is it real, and will it? I and will it crash upon arrival? It might be real, and it'll probably crash on arrival. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have enough games for the PS5 right now. I'm like, why are we developing Ooh, for, for uh, some other that. system? Right? We should be. Cranking out Technic- technically these games wouldn't on the be PS5. D- different games. It'd be uh, so you can do remote play on this unit. The same game that you have on your console. So let me get this straight. Remote. When you say remote play, 
Yeah. You mean like my PlayStation's in the game room and the remote in the remote play con the handheld, I'm in the living room and I can play yeah. the games off my console. Yeah. yeah. I mean, how much is this thing gonna cost? It's like I don't oh, uh, no, no I mean, one's Sony two grand. Yeah, right. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. There, there's not They're gonna that, charge as much uh, as they can. Yeah. Well see, I already have a Steam Deck that I can remote play off my PlayStation. Right. And then you figure how many people have you really seen walking around with the backbone? Yeah. Yeah, you know, which is you know, which is their adaptive piece for your phone. And I'm like, you know, I think I've seen one person with it and i think that's one guy at work or whatever like that but it's like you know he just bought it because you know it might have been cheap and i think he might even have like a gift card from work but he actually has ps5 yeah you know he's like yeah you know like it's you know I, cool I, to have I, but i honestly think that this this space this particular space just let nintendo dominate it let the steam deck come in and do a job like a great job like they've been doing so far sony you've tried it you failed at it. You gave us a really great console with the PS Vita, but managed it poorly where people just wouldn't want to buy it. You know what? Take a bow. You've had your, your turn. Just focus on on, on the, the gaming console that you put in your living room. My thoughts. A lot of their games are, uh, that are, have been ported over to PC play great on the Steam Deck. So mm-hmm. like, I, I would rather play it on the Steam Deck than whatever system that they would come up with because you know, I'm going to have my whole steam library and all the other stuff that goes with it, that it's, you know, more tailored for than whatever Sony could come up with. Right. Like, so I'm not, I wouldn't buy it. Not with the steam deck. There's so much competition in the handheld now with uh, again, just, just, just let, I, I, I think it'd be a really impossible battle for Sony at this point. Yeah. and And they don't need to be splitting their focus. They need to concentrate on their studios putting out games. Hey, um, again, to your point, get more PS5 games out there. Make this new generation right. finally start. Right, because right now they're relying heavily on third party developers to put out a lot of their games. So, like, you know, we had <laughs> Forspoken earlier in the year from Square Enix, um, Final Fantasy. That's also Square Enix, right? Right. And then their only AAA game that they're making themselves from one of their studios that's scheduled to release this year uh, is Spider-Man 2. But we don't have a release date yet. But So well, they're really leaning heavy on third-party developers. So Here's, here's kind of where, I, where I, why exactly you, what you just said is why I think the, the Switch owns this market. Or, or even the Nintendo handhelds with the, the 3DS and... GBA, Game Boy Advance, is because so, sorry, not Sony, Nintendo, they have so much IPs that if you look at all the big titles that are fun that people get into and play and are good games, it's their own IPs. They back their systems like to the nth level. They do have third-party games out there, but I mean, we're always here talking about, hey, the Mario Kart game, hey, this game, it's like the the new Metroid game, etc. Sony doesn't have that. And where Steam Deck excels, it is it has nothing but third party support. Right. So so you've you strike the balance of this company has its own first party that's strong. This company has nothing but third party and it can be strong. Sony has to put out a console. If they if it is a standalone console, not just a remote play unit, that third party vendors have to get behind. Okay. 
we we we've seen how that went for the PSVR two, and they they don't have enough enough proprietary IPs to back it up and be like, hey, we can we can keep it afloat with just our IPs. They tried with the PS Vita, and eventually, they backed out and said we're no longer making game uh, first party titles for this console, and that that's when the Vita went just like. Yep. All right. Uh, I think that was the last news item, right? Yep. That it, that it was. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, that's all. I think that's all I have for tonight. You guys got anything else? Oh. Mm. Uh, so are we playing Redfall tomorrow? I will uh, not be yeah, playing I, Redfall tomorrow. Well, you have to have, and it's an Xbox game, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> It's supposed to be out right now. Central time, 7 o'clock, it was supposed to have released. So I am probably going to go jump on. I've been down, I've downloaded it, uh, and I'm going to go see for myself. Now, you know, when we were talking about Forspoken earlier in the year, people were bashing that game, saying that it was, it's, it was bad. And I played it, and I actually enjoyed it. Uh, so... People are you're saying like, Red Fall stinks. You're like one of the few people that said that. What that said that they enjoyed it? Yeah. No, I've I've, I've talked to other people that uh, enjoyed the game too. So uh, it's it's bare, it, it's it it could have been so much more. I think yeah. in that seven range is where it kind of fell in is about right. Um, if they had and given another and there's DLC plans now. Right. If if they'd given it another year in development, they could have uh, you know kind of built out the world. But they also kind of hemmed themselves in with how they did the open world in relationship to like you know the world is been destroyed by this storm, and you can't even go out into the storm without dying. So that meant that the only creatures or people that were out in the open world were either zombies or you know monsters. And people that NPCs you could interact with were only in this one city, so that really I felt that that kind of really limited what you could do out in the open world. If you don't have any NPCs you're intera- you're interacting with, right? How are you picking up extra quests, more stories, and stuff? Like they should at least made it where you could re- uh, you could beat back the beat back the storm, reclaim land, and have people move back into the reclaimed areas, and then you could start getting you know, more quests and stuff like that. So it, the world kind of felt dead in that regard. That's That was their game design choice. So they kind of um, painted themselves in a corner there. So, mm-hmm. uh, but I enjoyed the game. The magic and uh, was great. And the movement, with, which was called flow, was great. The story was, it was okay. But um, I, I'm going to check out Redfall. I know it's been getting a lot of hate. You know, I was actually, I want this game to be good because, you know, I think we've, we've seen over the last couple of years that uh, four player co-op games and this um, have not been very good. So eventually maybe we would get one. Go ahead, Ami. Say what? Four player games have not been good. Where, where were co-op you with games. Teenage, t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? That one. That's fine. Okay. That was good. All right, Back now. for blood. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, but Tony, I'm going to call you out right now before we wrap up the show. We actually did some hype videos showing off some highlights from our tournament, mm-hmm. and we made some couple funny clips. Right. Where are they? Where's the commentary? I thought we were going to do commentary over the top of them. 
Yeah, I thought it was like some wrestling commentary. What? Yeah, where's where's Charles? Where's Charles? Where's our commentator? He must he must, he must have missed it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he he's watching. Wrestling. He's watching this right now, thinking, "Oh snap!" Yeah, yeah. Somebody, somebody get uh, Charles on the line. Yeah, yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, voiceovers before Wait, I put you, them out. I mean, you, I can put the videos you, out, but you didn't like the voiceovers that were already on him. I don't remember hearing any voiceovers over on them. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> um, no, I was like, well, should we wait for the wrestling commentary to go over the top of these? Or do I just put these out with no commentary? And we'll, we'll play it by ear. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's so, all I got. Yeah. So when we're in, you know, in the fifth tournament of Marvel Snap, we'll get the videos for the second tournament of Marvel Snap out. Right. Yeah. That's it for me. I got nothing else. Awesome. All right, folks. Thanks for joining us on this episode of Good Game Radio. Um, appreciate, really appreciate all the comments because that's probably like, I mean, there was a lot of comments. Direct eye contact. You were, you were knocking it out of the park. Thanks for all the comments and, and yeah. <laughs> shout out there. Right. So yeah, we want to go check out Redfall. And we'll have, uh, you know, our opinion on it next week. I'm sure uh, that's going to be the main topic of uh, discussion. Is this going to um, be another back for blood? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll where, probably be. Where, uh, where everyone here was so hyped about it. And then the next episode was, was like, yeah. oh, we that game was terrible. It. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't necessarily terrible. It just wasn't great. Okay. You know? we'll, we'll come back with, with, the, with the, the Tony and Vance review. All right. All right. We'll check you guys out later. Later. Bye. Later.